baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 9.30 in 716. Brian Mazurowski here with you outside. We're looking at a few clouds. Could see the sun a little bit later on today. 33 degrees in Buffalo. We'll be checking in with Aaron a little bit later on this hour. Two people dead, including one woman from Buffalo, after a concert in Rochester Sunday night turned deadly. It was a crowd surge at the concert of female rapper Glorilla happening at Rochester's Main Street Armory that's being blamed for the death of a woman. Police Chief David Smith says they're still investigating what's in everybody running. There are some reports that shots were heard, causing the crowd to panic. But that has not been confirmed. Two others were critically injured. Mayor Malik Evans says this may have been more than just an accident as investigators look through surveillance video. We are going to hold people accountable for what happened last night, period. Suggesting arrests could be next. Derek Dennis, ABC News, New York. The woman who passed away identified as Rondisha Belton, a 33-year-old worker in the city. Nine other people injured in that event. Buffalo fire officials say they're continuing to investigate last week's fatal Main Street fire alongside the ATF, spending much of yesterday looking to determine the fire's point of origin, as well as interviewing witnesses. Main and Washington streets between Goodell and Tupper will continue to be closed until further notice. President Biden addressing the 2023 Firefighters Legislative Conference yesterday. It finally comes time for you to leave the job and enjoy some hard-earned peace. You should be able to retire with dignity. That's why last year I was proud. I was proud to sign legislation to make sure your disability retirement benefits remain tax-free the whole life. He took time to remember Jason Arno. Just last week I lost one of my own. Well, you lost, excuse me, one of your own in a four-alarm and fire in Buffalo. Firefighter Jason Arno. 37 years old, just married, young daughter. To Jason's family and the firefighting families here today and around the country who've lost someone's loved ones and colleagues, we can never thank you enough. We can never repay you. I've done more firefighter funerals than I want to acknowledge. I'm, the only thing that protects you is more firefighters, more firefighters. In 2022, there were 99 line-of-duty deaths I've been, as I said, far too many firefighter funerals in my life. How is the spotlight on firefighting impacting local volunteer fire departments? Even before last week's death of firefighter Jason Arno in the four-alarm blaze on Main Street, Paul Christian of the Brighton Fire Department says it's been tough to get volunteer firefighters, but he says that's for a different reason. Most of the fire companies around are having problems getting people to be able to commit their time for all the training that's required. It's becoming very difficult. The state has made it much more difficult because of the long hours mandatory training. Christian says what used to be done in-house now has to go through state programs. Mark Gettner in Springville says he's had six new recruits over the past year, an exception to the rule. He says last week's fire has some wondering if they'll come back home. Gettner says others may be inspired. Some come with the, from the reason that this happened and they, they want to try to uh, to help the situation. But I would say the majority of them 
are excited about coming and joining. Gantner says there's an important message in training new recruits. Hear about that online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. All right, Tom, thank you for that. 5.05 now on WBEN. A Norfolk Southern train derailing in Ohio on Saturday, the state's second derailment in just over a month, this one going off the tracks near a highway in Springfield, northeast of Cincinnati. Local officials are saying no hazardous materials were involved. No injuries have been reported. Alex Prochet is on the ground in Springfield. We're here along this closed off stretch of 41, but I can tell you as this cleanup effort continues, I'm looking at a train pass through uh, these tracks where this derailment happened. Now, it's literally feet from a person's home here. That's how close uh, this derailment happened. There are a number of businesses along this stretch uh, that were also impacted by this derailment. Uh, but, but again, this stretch of highway still closed. Meanwhile, here there's hope a similar situation won't unfold in western New York. Because for too long, the rail companies have been operating uh, without the transparency that's necessary to instill confidence uh, in people that when they see a train on the tracks, that train's going to stay on those tracks. Congressman Brian Higgins. And a derailment is potentially problematic in and of itself, but particularly when these trains are car- carrying toxic chemicals. And uh, so that's what we need to do. There's uh, an agreement, uh, same as legislation in both the House and the Senate. I suspect we'll, we'll be passing that within the next couple of weeks. Higgins mentions proposed legislation to help combat dangerous train derailments that have been increasing in the United States. The rail- Railway Safety Act of 2023 will take a number of key steps to improve rail safety protocols, such as enhancing safety procedures for trains carrying hazardous materials, establishing requirements for wayside defect detectors, and creating a permanent requirement for railroads to operate with at least two-person crews, increasing fines for wrongdoing committed by rail carriers, and more. This is the introduction of these bills. Uh, they will go to committees, and they can always change in committees. There can be amendments. So I think this is the bare minimum, and there may be additional regulations uh, to, to promote uh, safety uh, in the various communities where these trains pass through. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. A slight increase in gas prices nationwide this week. Gas prices dropped slightly in the Rockies. They're almost unchanged on the East Coast. But nationwide, the average price for a gallon of regular gasoline is up by five cents over the last week. This is still 71 cents lower than this time last year. But the increase, according to the Energy Department, has been driven by the Midwest. It's up 10 cents there. Prices are up by nine cents on the West Coast. Brian Clark, ABC News. Locally, though, not feeling the uptick. We're at 335 on average. That's down from about 10 cents more, 344 last month. We were at 414 on average this time last year. A tough loss for the Sabres at home last night. Up the wall to center where it's Fogel who will skate it in across the line for McDavid. Fire scores! Connor McDavid picks up his second of the game. Ends up being the game winner, 3-2. to two. They fall to Edmonton. Connor McDavid with those two goals. A big one tonight. The Sabres play the Islanders out on Long Island. That's the team right next to them in the playoff race. So definitely not one you want to lose. If you were going to pick one to lose, last night would have been the one, even though it was at home. Big game for the Sabres later on tonight. How about this? From close calls to unruly passengers. It's been a pretty turbulent few weeks for air travel. Lindsay Watts has more on Sunday's terrifying mid-air incident 
on a flight to Boston. Where are they diverting us? Because wherever it is, there's going to be a bloodbath. Officials say a man on a United Airlines flight from Los Angeles tried to open the emergency exit door, then started yelling from his seat 45 minutes before landing in Boston. I'm taking over this plane. He then heads to the aisle, holding a jagged metal spoon he allegedly broke in the bathroom. Passengers wrestle him to the ground as the pilot declares an emergency. Investigators say the man tried to stab a flight attendant. He was later arrested at the airport. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly to mostly sunny with a cool breeze today. Temperatures in the low 30s. For your Wednesday, mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures again in the low 30s. A mix of sun and clouds, low to mid 30s on Thursday. So a quiet stretch of weather for the next few days. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aramankowski. Joining us live on the line from from WAM 1180 in Rochester, it's Todd Halliday. Uh, Todd, this concert, deadly crowd surge under investigation happening at the Main Street Armory in Rochester. Um, I guess, first off, what can you tell us? What have authorities said about what caused this surge? They don't know exactly what caused it yet. There were reports that someone heard gunshots, and that may have sparked a panic, but the city police in Rochester have uh, determined that there's no evidence that they've found that any shots were actually fired. There was some buzz that perhaps maybe someone heard a confetti cannon, and that caused a panic, but uh, that has not been confirmed either. There's been no determination as to what caused this crush. It could have just been a matter of people crushing on top of each other to just leave the building as the concert ended. This venue, usually when we're talking about crowd surges, you know, there's these big festivals, other big events, a a huge number of people. This is not, you know, a, a really huge venue, is it? Uh, it's a big venue. It has capacity of 5,000. Uh, it's a, about a 100-year-old building. It, it was big enough to have indoor football about a decade ago or maybe 15 years ago. Uh, so it is a sizable facility. The incident um, claiming the life of this one Buffalo woman we learned was a city employee here in Buffalo. Do we know anything else about uh, people who have sustained other injuries? We know there's at least a couple of uh, very serious injuries. One of the other women who was in critical condition has, in fact, passed away. Uh, We don't know her hometown. Uh, We know that the two people who were still in critical, one was from Rochester, one was from Syracuse. And, of course, uh, your hometown victim, Rondesia Belton, passed away yesterday as well. So two deaths so far, one woman still in critical. The seven other people who had minor injuries uh, we don't believe are even still hospitalized at this point. The mayor says that he's looking to hold people accountable who would be responsible. Is there any indication, you know, who could be responsible? Was there anybody even, you know, quote unquote, responsible or was this just a a horrific accident? It could very well be a a horrific accident. There's certainly, uh, at this point, there's a lot of scrutiny now as to compliance on the part of the venue with the city code, the fire code. Uh, They've been talking about, was it overcapacity? That has yet to be determined. The the crowd pictures that I've seen are consistent with what a normal-sized crowd is there. I know that uh, the owner has gone on record many times being very uh, thorough about wanting to comply. There were two minor code violations found there last year year, one for an illegal wood splitting business in back of the building and another for 
apparently an unapproved living unit upstairs, but actually no one actually even living there. Certainly nothing that was found in the last inspections that had anything to do with safety of, of people at the venue. So, um, and the last inspection was as recent as December. So uh, looking at the compliance issue, that's something that's going to be going on according to the city. And in fact, uh, the owner of the venue has said he's already canceled the scheduled concert there this weekend, in, obviously in deference to this investigation. I was going to ask the f- immediate future of this venue. Um, other events planned to go on right now? You mentioned that one cancellation, but is it a officially closed by police and for how long? I haven't heard anything about a formal closure. Um, There are regular events there all year, uh, particularly on weekends um, at the Armory. Um, That's the first uh, cancellation that I've heard about. I haven't heard about anything in the future beyond that, beyond this coming weekend. All right. Well, we appreciate the update, Todd. Thank you. Todd Halliday is with WHAM 1180 in Rochester, giving us an update as to uh, what authorities there are saying about this situation. Again, two people dead, including a woman from Buffalo, after this crowd surge at the Main Street Armory in Rochester after a concert there on Sunday night. Other people injured, uh, some of them have been released from the hospital, but people describing a terrifying, chaotic scene, running out of the venue, a crowd surge, a crush of sorts at the doors, and that's where a couple of people sustained injuries that took their life. Uh, Rochester police investigating one event there that was scheduled for this weekend. Now canceled. Others will go on. Police, though, asking anyone with pictures or videos that could help in that investigation to call 911 as they're looking into a lot of things, including if capacity limits were exceeded. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.